0: jedi master class i am your host and jedi master ben
1: and i'm miranda the padawan in training
0: and today we are going to be talking about episode six return of the jedi
1: whoa
0: so for those of you, if this is like your first episode, Miranda and I watched Star Wars in what's called the Machete Order. So we went episode four, five, and then we flashbacks to the prequels, did one, two, three, and now we're jumping back into the original trilogy and we're going to finish it out with Return of the Jedi and our Millennium Falcon gang. Dang. What do we call it? What do we call it?
1: The Millennium Falcon gang.
0: Is that That's what we called your- it?
1: That's all we were calling them. Oh, okay. And then we just would refer to them as the gang.
0: Because Miranda and I are Avatar The Last Airbender nerds. (laughs) And that's that's what everyone calls their little group. The gang. The gang.
1: Guess what day it is?
0: It is...
1: Not today, the day that we're recording, but the the day of the recording
0: is is not the day you're asking not me about. special not special no. but today we are releasing our episode on may the 4th be with you so may the 4th oh. be with you everyone
1: thanks for spending today listening to us because we are obviously the best source of star wars content
0: oh right <laughs> we're not gonna inflate our egos that's a bad plan
1: it's been a while since it came out but you started playing Star Wars Legos? Star Wars Lego? Yeah, Star so Wars
0: I Legos. I did start uh, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga. Trilogy? Yeah, Skywalker Saga, is what it's called?
1: I don't know. <laughs> I haven't played it.
0: Yeah, so I did start the game. I have only played a couple of levels. Most people have already finished the game. I have a friend that's trying to 100% the game right now. Is that hard? No, it's not hard. It's just tedious trying to find all of the things, like all the secrets. But I myself am waiting to play it with my girlfriend and we just, our schedules haven't lined up yet. So
1: I am waiting to play it until after I finish all the movies and maybe we'll do something with the podcast and the game. We'll see. We'll
0: see. That'd be fun. Not, not really any big Star Wars news coming out.
1: 23 more days from the release of this episode to the release of Obi-Wan.
0: That's true. And we do get two episodes that day, which is
1: exciting.
0: And Miranda, you're going to get to watch it as it comes out. (gasps)
1: Gasp.
0: Are you so excited?
1: I will have to keep notes of all my feelings and thoughts so that I don't forget them. Yeah. (laughs) Because it'll be a bit before we can... Talk about them
0: <laughs> because, yeah. So we have mentioned before we aren't going to release a podcast on that show. We're gonna give it a couple of, probably a couple of months, just so that everyone can have a chance to watch it before they jump into our podcast, and there will be spoilers.
1: Don 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 don
0: don don. But today we're gonna talk about Return of the Jedi.
1: Which, if you haven't seen it by now, then you're just me.
0: Spoiler warning, it came out a long time ago. (laughs) Uh, Just a quick recap of episode 5. The last 20-ish minutes of the movie, Luke got told by Vader that he was his father. Gasp. Trivia. Miranda, what was the quote that people always get wrong?
1: No, I am your father. I was going to try to do it in like... Darth Vader right. voice, but then I decided that I didn't know if that was going to sound good on a microphone.
0: <laughs> Your impersonations aren't up to, up to snuff yet? No. <laughs> Luke gets his hand cut off and gets told that Vader is his father, and then he escapes from the Empire and gets a new robot arm. We see... A couple of people leaving with the Millennium Falcon to go rescue Han Solo, who had just gotten captured and is now with Jabba the Hut
1: As a statue.
0: As a statue. So as we start this movie, the opening crawl talks about how Luke Skywalker has returned to his home on Tatooine to go rescue his friend Han Solo from the vile gangster Jabba the Hutt. And it talks about how Luke does not know that the Galactic Empire has secretly been constructing a new armored space station even more powerful than the first dreaded Death Star. When completed, this weapon will spell certain doom for the small band of rebels struggling to restore freedom to the galaxy.
1: I just... I just imagine the Death Star doing, like, what, airplane, like, writing in the sky, and it just writes out certain doom out in space.
0: <laughs> certain doom. <laughs> There's a lot of people that make jokes when it's, like, a nice day out. They're like, oh, it's so nice out that you can see the opening crawl in the sky. <laughs> <It's> like, okay.
1: <laughs> okay, so we start off this movie with a nice, new, fresh view of... ...of the new and improved Death Star. Pause the movie. Pause. How long has it been since the Death Star exploded to this point?
0: So it has been about four years between A New Hope and Return of the Jedi.
1: You can apparently build an entire city, an entire planet in four years. Unpause the movie. Darth Vader, a.k.a. our boy Anakin Skywalker... He shows up at the Death Star and he has this conversation with a commander saying, The Emperor is not happy with you because you're building too slowly. You built an entire planet in four years and that wasn't enough. So you better start building faster or you're going to get it. Then we jump to Tatooine where we get to see R2-D2 and C-3PO and they're walking up to Jabba's palace. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Nice. Um, they're d- there to deliver a message for Luke saying that he wants to bargain with Jabba for Han Solo.
0: Yeah, and Jabba kind of laughs and is like, no, I like my wall ornament too much. And like gestures <laughs> over to this wall and we just have Han Solo hanging there frozen in carbonite.
1: Luke's message says that he offers R2-D2 and C-3PO as gifts to Jabba and C-3PO is like, R2-D2, you're playing the wrong message.
0: Stop. This isn't funny. It's not a funny joke. <laughs> you would never do this to me. Take it back. I don't like it.
1: Um, but Jabba's not down for this bargain, but he does accept R2-D2 and C-3PO as gifts. Fun fact. 'Cause we like those around here.
0: We do love a good fun fact.
1: Java took three months to build and cost five hundred thousand dollars and weighed two thousand pounds. I think I couldn't <laughs> Yeah. I couldn't find any, I mean, I didn't dig that hard, but I couldn't find inf- information on how they worked Jabba, but I'm pretty sure there was two guys inside of him. I know there was someone in his tail that got impaled by Carrie Fisher's heel.
0: <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> she accidentally stepped on Jabba's tail and her heel went through Jabba's skin and stabbed the guy in the tail.
0: Holy crap.
1: <laughs> I don't know if it actually stabbed him or if he just like, you know, got a bruise, but <laughs>
0: he got, he got injured. Carrie Fisher's out here curb stomping some dude inside of Jabba's tail. Yeah. Good. That's crazy. $500,000 to build a slug
1: so c-3po and r2d2 basically go down into the basement to find out what their new jobs are and we get to see the trash droid again
0: the gonk droid for all of you (laughs) at home (laughs) yeah Yeah.
1: i would like to note that that scene with the trash droid getting its feet i don't know branded like a cow is that what's happening there
0: i don't understand what's happening to that thing honestly (laughs)
1: Well, it looked like it was getting its the bottom of its feet branded and it would scream every time it happened. And so I was like, does that mean droids have nerve endings?
0: Yeah, so <laughs> that's definitely like a plot hole. Not plot hole, but that's definitely like something that happens a lot in Star Wars. Droids will just start saying things along the lines of, ow, that hurts, or just random things. Human things. Yeah, that would require you to have emotions slash nerve endings
1: anyways back up top job is having a party and there are some wild creatures there like what the heck was singing to him
0: yeah that thing's a monstrosity
1: (laughs) it looks like something out of monsters inc
0: we don't like her
1: At this party, a bounty hunter shows up with Chewbacca and threatens Jabba that if he doesn't pay the bounty that they want, then they're going to blow up the place. Also, somehow Lando is there in disguise. Not sure how he snuck in.
0: Yeah, so Lando and uh, who was it? Who left early?
1: Lando and Chewie, I thought, left early. And then Leia and Luke stood there at the window waving goodbye.
0: Yes. Yes. So I don't know what Chewie was doing the whole time. Obviously, he can't really go undercover. But Lando's been undercover working for Jabba mm. as some dude. Okay. Also, real quick. Yes. The girl, if you want to call it that.
1: The, the the thing that's just a torso with a really long mouth and some legs.
0: Yeah. Her name is Sai <laughs> Snoodles, mm. also known as Miss Snoody. Gross. She was a female... I'm going to butcher this. She was a female Palowick singer and part-time bounty hunter.
1: That thing was a bounty hunter? I would laugh if that thing was after me.
0: And she was a former lover of Zero the Hutt, which was Jabba the Hutt's, like, uncle. Anyways, she's the lead vocalist for the Max Rebo Band.
1: Why does that sound familiar? I don't know. Well... We later find out that this bounty hunter who brought Chewie in is actually none other than...
0: Our lovely princess.
1: Maya! Which I feel like I probably should have gotten that when they first walked in, but I didn't get it until after everybody had gone to sleep and she was sneaking through the room. And then the way she was walking, I was like, oh... That's Leia. Yeah. I don't understand what her plan was getting Chewie caught and then sneaking in. Mm -hmm. Or if her plan lined up with Chewie and or Lando's plan, or if everybody just kind of went charging in with their own plans and not consulting with each other.
0: So I think the plan was Leia tries to get Han and then Lando lets Chewie out while everyone's freaking out about Han escaping. And then the backup plan was Luke comes in. I was
1: going to say, but Luke had his own plan. He's out here giving droids away.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they're definitely giving Jabba more people than they're trying to rescue, which in turn means they have to rescue more people. (laughs) Let's go from rescuing one person to two people and two droids, which then turns into, let's-
1: Let's all try to escape together.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so, because they have to rescue Lando, Chewie, Han, not really Lando, because Lando is-
1: Lando never really gets caught.
0: Yeah. So it's really, rescue Han Solo, turns into rescue Han and R2 and C-3PO. Turns into Rescue Han the droid's Chewbacca. Turns into Rescue (laughs) Han... The droids, Chewbacca, Princess Leia, that's five. And also, Lando has to, like, figure out a way to tactfully, like, leave. Yeah. Which isn't very likely. So, realistically, it's six. Luke Luke, also
1: gets. (laughs)
0: Luke. So, Luke comes and everyone at the gate is like, no, you're not allowed to be here. And Luke uses the force to be like, no, you're going to take me to Jabba. So, they take him down there and Jabba's like, man, you are dumb. You have a stupid brain, and it made it so that he could use the force on you. And then Luke tries to use the force on Jabba, and Jabba just goes, I'm not weak-minded enough for this. And then Luke gets shot down the tube, down in with the Rancor. So now Luke's caught. So now it's gone from let's rescue one person to our entire team is captured. All six of us, plus Lando. So Luke's down in the in the pit with the Rancor, and a Gamorrean falls down the chute with him, which gives Luke enough time to hide as the Gamorrean is squealing, trying to escape. So it gets eaten, and Luke finds a way to not get eaten by the Rancor.
1: He, like, finds a button on the wall that he destroys, and this door comes down and squashes it.
0: Yeah, it, like, comes down and kills it. And so then the guards, like, come in and grab Luke, and then you get the guy... I don't remember his name, Are you talking
1: about the shirtless dude? Yeah. I like that he's the only human-looking person there.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so he's crying because his pet just died, and then Luke just gets grabbed by guards...
1: And at this point, Han has already been defrosted, but he's blind. Han has carbonite. What sickness, what what do they
0: call it? yeah illness. carbonite sickness, which is making him blind, which is not great no. when you're trying to escape. <laughs> so everyone gets captured. Leia got caught when she let Han out of the carbonite. So now Leia is in what is called her slave outfit. Disgusting. Which Miranda's not a huge fan of.
1: I would like to talk about that outfit. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's address it. Okay. I want to talk about it because a lot of people like to talk about it. And when I was looking at information about it, a lot of it came across as like Carrie Fisher thought it was funny. Carrie Fisher was fine with it. Mm-hmm. But I found this quote from her that she said on an NPR show. So she said... When George Lucas showed me the outfit, I thought he was kidding, and it made me very nervous. I had to sit very straight because I couldn't have lines on my sides, uh, like little creases. No creases were allowed. So I had to sit very, very rigid straight. And the only thing that she felt like redeemed the outfit was that she got to kill Jabba. Mm -hmm. I just feel like people take it as a joke, and I don't like that. I mean, people can have their own thoughts, but I don't like it when guys are like, yeah, I love this outfit and girls should wear it. No. No, no, no. (laughs) It's a slave outfit. Anyways, those are my feelings. I wanted to put them out there. You can take them or leave them. That's my two cents.
0: Yeah. (laughs) uh, She did mention in that NPR that she didn't really have anyone to confide in. She didn't really have any friends. Yeah. And she was this 19-year-old insecure girl that was just trying to do her job.
1: I also feel like in this movie, Leia got sidelined just like Padme did in the third movie in those trilogies.
0: Yeah, so I think we see that happen a lot with side characters in all of the trilogies. You'll see it happen in the next trilogy that we watch. They try and develop these characters. And this is why I think Star Wars... I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast before... I think Star Wars is a significantly better concept as a TV show than as Mm -hmm. a movie, because when you do a trilogy, there's a lot of stuff that you have to cut to make room for the progression of the movies in this arc of a three movie story. Mm -hmm. And so we saw it with Padme where Padme was a very important character in the first movie. And then she was still an important character in the second movie, but less important. But then mm-hmm. in the third movie, they were like, oh, crap, we need to finish out this story about Obi-Wan and Anakin. So Padme gets sidelined. And this one, Leia's super important in the first movie. She's pretty important in the second movie. And then in this movie, they go, oh, crap, we have to finish all of this stuff about Luke. And they have to focus on Luke so much more than the other characters that even Han and Chewie get sidelined. Not as drastically as I think Leia gets sidelined, but I think every single single side character in all of the trilogies when it gets to the third movie they get sidelined pretty hard And they only Mm -hmm. really focus on the, like, main character of the story that they're trying to tell. Mm -hmm. And the other characters are just their supporting roles. Whereas in TV shows that we get, each episode can be about, you know, a character. And we can do X, Y, and Z thing because it can be longer. Like, The Clone Wars is seven seasons. (laughs) We have seven seasons to tell the story that takes place in the time frame of only a couple of years. Whereas the prequel trilogy had three movies to tell 20 years of character development and growth. Personally, I prefer Star Wars as TV shows. I like the TV shows more than most of the movies. I think it just gives you the opportunity to have a lot more growth in characters than you would in a trilogy of movies. Anyways, back to the movie.
1: Back to the movie.
0: Jabba is on his sail barge having a party. Oh, wait. Oh, before I wanted to make a comparison. Comparison. The time. scene. Go.
1: So, back to the scene where Luke falls down into the cave, into the pit with the monster. When I was watching it, I was like, hmm, this seems familiar. It's like when Anakin and Padme tried to go save Obi Wan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're here to
0: My rescue father you. Father like son. <laughs> We're here to rescue you. Well, you did a bang up job, Anakin. <laughs> Okay, so at this point, we are now on the sail barge with Java. He's throwing a party at the same time as he is having an execution take place. Partially because Luke killed his pet, and also because he's just kind of done with the gang. He's ready for them to be gone, out of his life. He doesn't care that Han owes him money, he doesn't care about anything, he just wants him gone. <laughs>
1: I liked the actual scene where Jabba sentences them because Han has a quip every time C-3PO says something. (laughs) C-3PO says, Jabba has decided that you're going to die right now. And Han goes, good, I hate long waits. And then C-3PO goes, you'll be thrown into a pit. And Han says, doesn't sound so bad. And then C-3PO says, you will be digested over a thousand years. (laughs) And Han says, on second thought, let's pass on that.
0: Yeah, and Han has always kind of had this relationship with 3PO, where he just goes, get out of my face, you are you annoy me, I don't like you, I'm too cool for you. Like, I, I don't know, Han just always has this relationship with 3PO that's so funny to watch, and C-3PO is now working for... Jabba he's saying all of these things and Han is over it he's like I don't care just let's get this over with I don't want to be here <laughs> we're now over the Sarlacc pit which did you watch
1: Spongebob with the giant worm where no, Sandy and no, Spongebob no. are running from the giant worm no we'll push the city anyways
0: <laughs> oh my gosh no So, previously, with episodes four and five, you and Christopher watched the originals, not Disney Plus.
1: I watched the original the first time. And then I forgot that we had the original when I went to go back to do my notes, so I watched the Disney Plus one the second time. Was there a difference? Did I not notice something?
0: I think, and I might just be remembering this wrong, but I'm pretty, didn't the Sarlacc pit just look different?
1: I feel like in the original, it was just a pit, but in the Disney one, I could see teeth and a worm moving around. But that might be me making things up.
0: So in the original, it's saying that it was just the pit with the teeth. And mm-hmm. then when they revised it, they added the beak and extra tentacles. And this was done, according to Lucas, because he never felt like the creature seemed alive in the original films.
1: Mm-hmm. Did Lando fall towards the pit in both of them? Mm-hmm. In the original and the actual? Okay. Mm. I just couldn't remember it happening when I was watching, when I was doing my notes.
0: During this scene, Jabba sentences everyone to die. And Luke just is standing there on this plank. He's been told to walk the plank and he's standing on the edge and he goes, Jabba, I'm going to give you one last chance. Give us Han, let us (laughs) all go, and I'll spare your life. And Java just is looking at him and he's like, you're crazy. Time for you to die. And Luke just is like, I told you, I give you a chance. And so Luke gives a gesture to R2 and R2 jettisons Luke's lightsaber. Luke jumps off the plank, grabs it, does a pull up, flips behind the guard, uses the force, catches his lightsaber, (laughs) and then starts fighting all these dudes. (laughs)
1: It's like, well, Luke went into gymnastics class.
0: <laughs> yeah, so Luke, much like his father, has a flair for the dramatic. <laughs> for no reason other than to be dramatic.
1: Because he can. <laughs>
0: yeah people talk about vader there's a scene where vader is standing on this ship he's watching the rebels get away and his cape is like billowing and people are like yeah so uh there's not wind or air in space (laughs) everyone just jokes about how vader's like standing there using the force to make his cape all billowy like (laughs) <laughs> when realistically, like you know, during filming, you can't work in a vacuum, your cape's gonna like move and look cool, like they're gonna make it look cool. But people joke about the fact that there's not air in space, and so like, yeah, Vader's just like has a flair for the dramatic, and we see that with Luke as well, where he does a flip and is doing all this crazy stuff that like realistically he could have just caught his lightsaber, turned around, and fought the guy, but no. <laughs> So during this, chaos is just erupting. People are shooting down at them from the barge that Jabba's on. Han is blind, freaking out.
1: No, I think he got his eyesight back.
0: (laughs) Not yet. He hasn't yet.
1: Yeah, because they were flying to the pit and he was like, oh, like now there's this bright light. (laughs)
0: Well, yeah, so he's like, he's slowly getting it back and he's not like seeing nothing. He's like, oh, everything is so bright and I can only see white light because (laughs) Boba Fett flies down off of the barge and lands on these little skiffs that they're on and Chewie freaks out and (laughs) Han goes, Boba Fett, Boba Fett. (laughs) (laughs) So Boba Fett's like getting ready to shoot Luke and Han turns around And, like, smacks his jetpack on accident. He gets shot off the skiff, hits the barge, and then slides down into the Sarlacc pit.
1: And just unceremoniously dies. Yeah. I feel like because of how much people love Boba Fett and how he has his own TV show now, that I felt like he was a more major character, but he's not. (laughs) He just dies
0: a lot of really loved characters before tv shows came out a lot of beloved characters that everyone has devoted so much fan you know we're making cosplays we're making cool vinyl stickers like all of this stuff a lot of these characters are only on the screen for very short periods of time boba fett has like Boba Fett has like three lines across the entire show. He's one of people's favorite characters. Darth Maul is one of people's favorite characters from the original, from the prequel trilogy. And he was only in one movie and said one line.
1: What does he say? I thought he didn't talk at all.
0: He just says, like, it will be done, my master, or something like that. Like, it's super (laughs) like nothing. And. (laughs) They're so beloved by all these people, and they just start showing up. Like, Boa Fett has a show that came out a couple months ago. Darth Maul is in, like, comics and other media that you'll be able to see later. But it's really funny that, yeah, people love, love this character, and he has maybe three or four lines, and unceremoniously gets eaten by a starlight. Pushed
1: off of a bridge, off of a yeah. ship, yep. <laughs> into a pit.
0: Yeah, so... Chaos is just breaking loose. Luke gets up on the barge to go save Leia. Lando is falling into the Sarlacc pit very slowly. Han and Chewie are trying to get him before he dies. We get a really funny, a funny scene during that because like Han is getting his eyesight back and he can like mm-hmm. kind of see. And so Chewie's holding his legs. Han's off the edge of the ship <laughs> trying to get Lando. And he grabs a gun and is like, Hold still. (laughs) And Lando's freaking out. He's like, I thought you were blind. He's like, It's fine. (laughs)
1: Because Lando has like his, one of his legs has like a tentacle wrapped around it and he's being dragged in. Yeah. And
0: he's like holding on to this pole that Han is giving him and he's trying not to get pulled into this pit. And Han shoots the tentacle somehow. And, but it's so funny because, yeah, he's like, I thought you're blind, and I'm just, just like, it's fine, don't worry about it, it'll be great.
1: See, okay, this gang I think is funny because they just kind of do stuff and mm-hmm. things somehow magically work out, whereas Anakin and Obi-Wan, one of them gets knocked out and the other one just finishes it, so yeah. <laughs> I do like that aspect of this gang better. Yeah, which yeah. probably makes a little bit more sense that like they're knocked out, but...
0: It's this one is just everybody's
1: that... running around with their heads cut off and they're like somewhere yeah. we're going to figure out how to get out of this.
0: Yeah, it's it's great.
1: In this chaos Leia that's when Leia kills Jabba.
0: Yeah, so she chokes him Leia out. Leia chokes him out with the, the chain that she's chained up with. Luke gets up there and is fighting all the people on the bridge, tells Leia to point the gun at the deck and then he grabs her and then they like swing off tarzan style back to han and chewie as the ship is getting blown up and then they take off and then they grab the droids that got pushed off of jabba's ship oh yeah r2d2
1: goes off to push c3po again just constantly <laughs> pushing c3po off of edges
0: yeah it's, r2d2 constantly is just pushing c3po into like <laughs> off of cliffs into ditches into <laughs> Who knows what? So they rescued. They somehow miraculously rescued not one but seven people <laughs> themselves.
1: And then you know where Luke's off to?
0: Dago Ba to see Miranda's favorite character,
1: the Yam. Um, this is actually a pretty great scene. I love this scene so much. But before we do that, we go back to. Uh, The Death Star, where Palpatine has finally shown up and he talks to Darth Vader. Darth Vader wants to continue looking for Luke, and Palpatine says, Perfect, because I'm going to make him evil. We're going to become one big evil family. Yeah. So Luke shows up to Yam's little hut, and Yam says, I'm going to sleep forever. And I said, Yes, (laughs) perfect. I'm glad this is happening so early in the movie. <laughs> Let's yeah, just get it out of the way. <laughs>
0: it, it's really funny because people like making fun of Luke's character a lot. Mm-hmm. Not even a lot, but they make fun of the whiny aspect of Luke because sometimes Luke is really cool. And other times Luke is really obnoxious and whiny. And this is one of those scenes where he's really whiny, and he's sitting in he's sitting in Yoda's little hovel. Yoda's laying in bed with his blanket on. Luke's like, "Hey, man, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing your voice," <laughs> but Yoda's like laying there with his little blankie, and Luke is just sitting there like, "Hey, uh, Darth Vader told me he was my dad. Is Darth Vader my dad?" <laughs> and, and Yoda just goes, <sighs> "Yeah." Anyways, you've annoyed me too much. I'm going to die now. And just (laughs) goes to sleep permanently.
1: Every time he pulls up his blanket or tries to roll over and go to sleep, Luke asks another question. And I was just like, let him go to sleep. Just leave him alone. Just let him close his eyes. let him go.
0: Yeah, so...
1: Have you seen that post Mark Hamill posted it, where someone counted how many questions Luke asks? No. Okay, here's a fun fact. So in the original trilogy, Luke asks... Wait, I want to know how many many questions you think he asks. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) no. Give me... Can Can I
0: have a hint? Is it triple digits?
1: Uh, yes. I was trying to decide if that was too much of a hint, but
0: i'm gonna say 137 questions
1: close you've overshot it it's 118
0: I was, but that's still me. a lot <laughs> does that count like i mean that probably counts like less annoying questions right
1: probably but that's still a lot
0: <laughs> he's a very curious boy
1: he's a very lost boy um, Another fun fact about this scene with Luke asking Yams if Darth Vader is his father. Uh-huh. So in a previous episode, I said that I felt like the scene where Darth Vader reveals that he's his father, that it felt fake and that he was just saying it just uh-huh. to, just to trick Luke. Fun fact. George Lucas consulted a child psychologist for these movies, yeah. and that psychologist told him that if someone doesn't confirm to Luke what Darth Vader said, kids under the age of 12 would dis- dismiss it as a lie.
0: Interesting.
1: I am not under the age of 12, but <laughs> I would just like to note <laughs> that my feelings are validated by a scientist,
0: <laughs> by a child psychologist. That's actually yeah. really interesting.
1: So he decided that um, Yams was the best person to do that. And that's why this scene exists. Why are we calling
0: him Yams?
1: Uh, Because of the Y word.
0: All right. (laughs) (laughs) Again, so for people that are just tuning into this show, if this is your first episode, we learned in episode five, which came out a long time ago. Maybe not a long time ago. It feels like forever ago. Yeah. December 28th.
1: Oh my goodness. That was almost. Six months ago.
0: No, six months is in June, pal. It's April.
1: <laughs> yeah, but when this comes out, it'll be May. So that's only, f- that's five months.
0: Okay. Anyways. <laughs> so if this is your first episode, we learned almost six months ago that Miranda hates Yoda. She despises him. It's almost becoming a defining personality trait for her.
1: Um, Almost. I think it is.
0: Oh. I was trying to give you the benefit of the doubt. I guess we're just going full. <laughs> Miranda hates Yoda so much that she refuses to say his name. So I say why... it sometimes.
1: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I, I say it sometimes.
0: She hates him so much that she generally refers him to any name other than Yoda. could be Troll. could be Gremlin. Goblin.
1: I yam. try to stick to Y names because... You definitely you know referred to
0: him as a goblin troll, or
1: yeah. But lately, I've been trying to stick to Y names so that you know who I'm talking about.
0: I definitely knew.
1: My favorite is still Yoda Lehihu,
0: which is has his name in it.
1: Yeah, but I'm, uh, you know, singing the songs of the Alps. Anyways, the only important thing that we learn in this scene is that Luke has a sibling. Yes,
0: we do learn that.
1: Who also has the Force.
0: We do Thank that.
1: goodness, because at the beginning of the movie, I was thinking, um, Leia was also produced by Anakin and Padme. Why does she not get the Force? Hmm? But she does. But and she never gets it. to use it.
0: We see it very little ever.
1: Because she gets sidelined. Yeah. New concept. Let's rewrite Star Wars.
0: Oh, dear.
1: And either A, Luke does become evil, and Leia has to learn to become a a jedi and she goes in and saves the galaxy or b we really just surprise palpatine and luke and leia show up to fight darth vader this is how I'm rewriting Star Wars. Uh,
0: so in the expanded universe legends, whatever you want to call it, there is a book that takes place after this movie where Palpatine is somehow alive it's because it's, it's very convoluted and confusing. We won't go into it. But <laughs> Luke feels the only way for him to successfully destroy Palpatine once and for all is to turn to the dark side and become his apprentice. So Luke does turn evil. Whoa. And And Leia Leia saves him. Leia has to redeem Luke and kill Palpatine. I
1: want to read this.
0: I don't know what the book is called. I don't know how old it is. I don't know where to find it, but we can try.
1: (laughs) Somebody tell me how to find this. (laughs) I want it.
0: I haven't read that book. I don't know if it's a trilogy or like a a series, but it exists.
1: The other books I want to read are Padme's books,
0: but. Someday we'll get to reading books and talking about those. And that's when we can talk about.
1: Books are my favorite thing. Okay. Back to this movie, though. Back
0: to the movie after we've (laughs) apparently changed the the plot.
1: So Luke goes outside because um, Yams has died and there's nothing else he can get out of him. And who shows up? obi-wan as a ghost whoa and he confirms to luke that he has a twin sister and it's leia well luke connects that it's leia and obi-wan's like yeah in this conversation obi-wan tells luke to bury his feelings can we stop telling skywalkers to bury their feelings because it never works
0: bad things always (laughs) happen Uh, The Jedi Council told Anakin to bury his feelings, and then Anakin killed the Jedi Council. And (laughs) in episode five, they told Luke to bury his feelings and did not care about his friends anymore. And he left and got his arm chopped off and his friend got caught.
1: Yeah. Back in space, Han and Leia are with the Rebellion, and Lando's apparently a general now?
0: Yeah, Lando gets promoted.
1: Wow, good job, Lando. So because does Han. Because Han
0: didn't want it, and then Han got it anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, you're a general. I don't want it. Well, guess what? You're a general again anyways.
1: <laughs> Where's your crew? Um, Who is this woman that is briefing Mon-,
0: Mon Mothma.
1: Okay, that's what I thought, but I wasn't sure.
0: So Mon Mothma is one of the like heads of the rebellion. She was... Originally a senator in the Galactic Republic, we don't really see her in those movies, but
1: we don't see her at all. I think the only reason she I recognize her is because I saw some deleted scenes, possibly. But once she's done briefing, a squid starts talking about how they're going to go to the uh, Death Star, and they're basically going to do the same exact thing that they did in A New Hope,
0: but bigger.
1: They're going to fly into the middle of the Death Star, they're going to blow it up, and they're going to get out. Hopefully, it works a second time.
0: Yeah, you would think as, you know, with the Empire being this giant evil government, you would think they would have been like, hey, so we just blew, got our our giant space station blown up because we had a hole that was too big and a missile got to go down it into the core. You know yeah. what we're going to do instead? Make it bigger so that a <laughs> spaceship can fly into it. <laughs> and then blow it up.
1: Well, I was gonna say if ju- if blowing up their weapon didn't stop them, then maybe you should redirect who your target is, and not just go back after the same target. Maybe you should focus your your efforts on Darth Vader or Palpatine, and not on their Death Star. Maybe, but. Han gets a special mission, and obviously he chooses the gang as his companions to go on this mission. Yeah. So they're off. Before they leave, though, Han is tr- entrusting the Millennium Falcon to Lando.
0: Yeah, and we get a funny scene where at first Han's totally chill with it. He's like, yeah, take take my ship, whatever. And then Lando <laughs> promises Han, he goes, okay, I won't get a scratch on her. Like, I won't put a scratch on the Millennium Falcon. And then Han gets all weird and he's like, not a scratch. No scratches. You promised there wouldn't be a scratch. And Leia's like, okay, Han, let's go. Let's go, bud. And he's like, but but Leia, he promised there wouldn't be any scratches. It's like, Han, it's okay.
1: My favorite thing about this scene is that somehow in the past four years, the Millennium Falcon has grown ten times its size. Because when they were getting off of it in the last movie, Han had to duck his head as he was coming out of the ramp. And now, uh-huh. now it's like this entire building that Lando just gracefully walks into.
0: Yeah, they've definitely like expanded their set and made it larger.
1: Um, I was very confused about what was going on in this next scene because I thought that the gang was trying to sneak on to the Death Star, but then they end up on a planet.
0: During the briefing, so if we rewind back to the briefing. Rewind. Mon Mothma is saying that many Bothans died to get us this crucial information about the Death Star. And she talks about how the Death Star is above this planet... And while it's being constructed, there's a shield on this planet that is putting a shield around the Death Star. So we can't get to the Death Star without the shields being lowered. But the death like they're not gonna lower the shields around the Death Star with us being here. And so they have to like the whole plan is Han takes a group of people to Endor, which is the planet, and they're gonna take out the shield so that when the rebels come in, there's not a shield and they can then attack the Death Star. Okay and the whole plan is to do all of this before it's operational
1: which seems likely because there was a huge chunk missing from the death star
0: yeah it's not built yet so it's fine <laughs> it's going to work <laughs> we have to take it out before it's a problem yes. so they're all getting on the ship after han is saying don't put a scratch on the millennium falcon and then he's sitting in he's sitting in the the pilot seat Staring at his ship, but he just kind of mur- like mutters to himself. He's like, I get this weird feeling that I'm never gonna see her again. And then they leave,
1: <laughs> but he does, doesn't he? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. The ship, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: He doesn't die and the ship doesn't get destroyed, anyways. Yeah.
0: But he like gets this feeling that like this is the end, he's never gonna see his ship again.
1: It's fine, Han. Stop being so dramatic.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Han, Luke, Leia. The gang. The whole gang.
1: Chewie. R2 and C3PO are there too.
0: Yeah, everyone is on this Imperial shuttle flying towards Endor, all with the hope that the codes that they were given will work and that the clearance will let them in to Endor. Mm Mm-hmm. Luke is tagging along because he knows that if he goes, he'll meet up with Vader, and he wants to, you know, redeem his father. After this happens, after they, you know, take off to go to Endor, we get a scene with the Emperor, and he says, Hey, let's move all of our fleet to the other side of the planet, away from the Death Star, in a completely not-tactical move. This is not a good idea, but we're gonna do it anyways. We're going to send our fleet away and Vader, you're going to, you're going to stay on the fleet. They send the fleet away. Vader's on the fleet and Han comes in and they're flying towards Endor and they've given the codes out and Vader senses Luke on the ship. He's like, and
1: Luke's it. been sensing Vader. Luke's like, I shouldn't have come.
0: Yeah. The whole time Luke's going, I shouldn't have come. I'm jeopardizing <laughs> the mission. This isn't yeah. good.
1: But also the code that they give is old and they're kind of skeptical of the, of the gang. Yeah. And Luke being on the ship helps them get in.
0: The Empire says it's an old code, but the clearances check out. It works. We would let them in. And Vader's kind of questioning his people and they go, do you want us to capture them? Do you want us to like take them in? He senses Luke and goes, No let them in like it's fine thumbs up thumbs up so they get clearance and they go to the planet and after that vader goes to the emperor and says hey uh my son is on the planet can i go down there when he comes in palpatine kind of says to him he's like i told you to stay on the fleet why are you here he's like oh uh luke is on endor can i go down and (laughs) can i go down and talk to my son <laughs> and it's <laughs> like yeah that's good go go get him bring him to me we're gonna turn him to the dark side so Vader leaves
1: yes and the gang is now on this very like foresty planet um this is a this is a place we can add to our Star Wars tour yeah they filmed it near Crescent City California.
0: This is a significantly easier and cheaper one that we can go do. <laughs>
1: It'll be a stop. We'll go Lucas Lucas Farm or whatever it's called. Crescent uh, City. Skywalker Ranch. Yeah. <laughs> Skywalker Alert Ranch. Crescent City. Disneyland. And then continue on. <laughs> Perfect. So they're running around in the woods and they stumble upon some stormtroopers. So Han and Chewie decide that they are the ones that are going to go take care of it. Yeah. And it doesn't work out quite the way they wanted it to.
0: They get found, they get spotted, and the scout troopers get on their speeder bikes and they take off. Luke and Leia go jump some of the scout troopers and then they take their bikes and they chase after the scout troopers
1: last fun fact maybe this should be the last fun fact last fun fact they the way they filmed these racing scenes through the woods Mm
0: -hmm. is
1: they just had a cameraman walking through the woods filming and then they when they sped up the film it looked like bikes racing through the woods so all of these shots are just some guy walking through the woods with a camera
0: that's so (laughs) underwhelming
1: (laughs) Just, like, casually watch it, walking.
0: Ah, I'm walking through the woods with this camera. <laughs>
1: but it ends up being a fun chase scene. Yeah. So Luke and Leia are on bikes. They're chasing stormtroopers. First, they're on the, one bike together. Luke then jumps off onto the back of another of a stormtrooper's bike. And gets him off. And then they're chasing stormtroopers. One of the stormtroopers attacks Leia or something like that. And she ends up falling, falls off her bike. She's lost in the woods now. She's gone. But Luke doesn't know that. He thinks she's still on her bike somewhere. Mm -hmm. A stormtrooper starts trying to body check Luke. Their bikes get stuck together. I believe Luke ends up having to jump off right before it hits a tree. And the stormtrooper that was fighting with Leia gets away. So... Luke meets back up with Han and Chewie, and they're all like, where's Leia? I don't know. I thought she was with you. No, she's gone. So they have to go off looking for Leia. So this is where we're going to end it. Leia's lost in the woods. Darth Vader is on his way to go find his son.
0: Yeah, so story-wise, the two big things that are happening, uh, the gang is trying to knock out the shields so that the Rebel Alliance can then go in and destroy the Death Star number two vader is going down to endor to capture luke the third prong we have the rebel alliance with lando lando's really the only character that is a quote main character that we see in that group but they're prepping Mm. to jump in when the shields go down and take out the death star
1: um how are we feeling at this point in the movie at this point also in our star wars adventure where are we halfway or are we more than halfway
0: We're more than halfway. Well, so, yeah, we're more than halfway.
1: Because there's nine movies, right?
0: There's technically 11 movies, uh, if you count Solo and Rogue One.
1: Which we are watching those.
0: We will watch those. We're just going to watch them in a different order than where they take place, because it does Mm -hmm. spoil some stuff that I do want to try and keep a secret for Miranda. I know Miranda has said that she doesn't really care about spoilers once we finish the nine movies, but there is a couple of things that I'd like to try and keep secret because I do want those to be more genuine when they happen in the shows.
1: Am I gonna be super surprised, like actually shocked? Because I hope the so. air quote spoilers for this movie, I was like, oh yeah, yeah
0: what were the air quotes spoilers
1: oh i don't know like darth vader oh i don't know i don't think there was any like really big secrets that i felt oh i didn't know Padme died but i was like "Mm, okay (laughs)
0: like that makes sense no yeah the spoilers that i'm trying to kind of hide are less known among the non-star wars community perfect so like the seek like the spoiler of Luke being Vader's son. Everyone knows that. Yeah. My mom who doesn't watch Star Wars probably knows that. Yeah, there's a couple of things that'll sh- come up that I want to be kept a little bit more of a secret. So we'll see what happens. <gasps> Why are we gasping?
1: <gasps> we had a review from your mom. I didn't know if you wanted to share that. But...
0: My mom. Yeah. So my mom who doesn't like Star Wars. Well, not that she doesn't like Star Wars, but she doesn't really like.
1: Just uh, didn't have interest in it.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. My mom has been following along with our podcast. I don't know if she's caught up to where we are at now, but she has been listening to the show. So we're going to shout out my mom cuz she's cool.
1: Hi Mommy Rinliss
0: Hi mom.
1: So in the mid at the end of our show, we're going to share a review. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Before I read the review, I did mention in a past episode that I do not really like poetry. I think, maybe.
1: We were talking about how Star Wars is a poem.
0: Yeah, we've t- we were talking about how Star Wars is poetry, and how I really like, you know, how things quote rhyme in Star Wars. Like this thing happens, and then because this thing happens later in the po- the quote poem, this thing will happen. And mm-hmm. we were talking about that, but I hate poetry, right? <laughs> like, generally, not not my not my style, not my vibe. Not a fan of poetry in high school. My favorite teacher taught a poetry class, so I took it, didn't like it, didn't want to write poetry, but I took the class. (laughs) In that episode, we talked about how Star Wars is like poetry and how I really liked that about Star Wars. And so my mom left us a five-star review, and she says, fun perspective. And then, Ben, you really do like poetry, winking emoji. (laughs) Uh, she says i might be biased but the perspectives on star wars is fun to hear so shout out to my mom thank you for leaving us a review we really appreciate it and yeah i guess deep down i don't hate poetry (laughs) congratulations shout out to mr townsend at uh colony high school
1: hopefully you're listening to this
0: (laughs) i mean maybe someday you'll hear this it's all this is all because of you I like Star Wars. No, I I like Star Wars beforehand. But I I took a cinema class and a poetry class from you, and it's making this podcast possible. So thank you. Um.
1: Anyways, I'm liking where we're at.
0: You like where we're at.
1: (laughs) Um. It was kind of weird. Mm -hmm. It was kind of weird jumping from movies made in 2005 back to movies made in
0: the (laughs) 70s and 80s.
1: 1980s whatever <laughs> uh-huh I think both gangs offer different things mm-hmm. but I think I like this gang better so I like being back here
0: and there's something to be said about you know the original gang they're really cool they're they have a fun dynamic. Like I've said before, I am a little biased because I grew up with Anakin and Obi-Wan. And I also have seen the TV shows that kind of flush out their characters. So I, Mm -hmm. I personally like the other trilogy more. I don't know if I'd say I like the trilogy more. I like the characters more. So like, I am losing my mind at the thought that in... A couple weeks, I get to be watching a TV show about Obi-Wan Kenobi.
1: Oh, yeah. I would definitely say Obi-Wan, young Obi-Wan, is my favorite character with Han being the second.
0: Oh, okay.
1: But I would say that the original trilogy's gang is...
0: You like the whole group of the original trilogy more than the prequel trilogy, but you like Obi-Wan the most out of everyone.
1: Yeah. And, okay... Wait, I'm rethinking this. Okay, so it like it's a tier. So like Obi-Wan is my favorite out of all mm-hmm. of all of Star Wars. Yeah. And then as he should. The second one is a is like a tie between Han, Padmé and Leia.
0: Okay. So if we're putting That's it into a it tier, is. if we're doing a tier list, right? You've got like yeah. S S plus S A B C D
1: I don't S. know what S means, but sure.
0: S is like top of the tier list. Okay. So S plus you've got Obi-Wan. Yes. Then in S tier, you've got Leia, Han, Padme. Yes. A tier.
1: Um, definitely R2.
0: Okay.
1: Because I love R2 and I think he's super cute and I love it every time he's on the screen, but like mm-hmm. he doesn't really do much and he doesn't have a whole lot of character development.
0: Yeah. R2 is an A tier. Is anyone else in the A tier?
1: Anakin is probably there because I like Anakin when he's when he's not complaining Mm -hmm. like I definitely liked Anakin better in the third movie but I still have issues with him so I don't he's not like my favorite all the time so R2 and Anakin those are probably the characters I care the most about
0: uh where are you putting Chewbacca Mm. a tier b tier
1: is there a tier after Anakin and R2 because I don't like chewy like I like R2. Uh-huh. But if I saw Chewie, not if. I know that when I see Chewie at like Disneyland, I'm like, oh, "It's Chewbacca." Mhm. Okay. But also I I don't do that when he's on the screen.
0: <laughs> yeah. Where do you put Okay, I'm currently making a tier list for you.
1: Are you writing it down? Because I have completely forgotten.
0: So there, the tier list template that I'm using, it has goat, legendary, amazing, great. Are you putting, we're putting Obi-Wan and goat.
1: What does goat mean?
0: Miranda, you, you <laughs> old fool. Uh, goat stands for greatest of all time. Oh, okay. Miranda and I will finish this tier list off the podcast. Cause this is not exactly super entertaining for you guys. But then we'll post it to our Instagram and our Twitter, which is somewhere that you can find us. If you ever want to message us or let us know your thoughts
1: on the podcast. What's your tier? not yours but the listeners.
0: Yeah, what's your guys's <laughs> tier list? Is our tier list is Miranda not ours cuz mine is different. I will make I was, my tier okay, list.
1: Okay, we'll figure this out. We'll post it on Instagram, social media, all that stuff. We'll also sh- we'll also share our answers in the next episode. So yes. you can hear mine and Ben's and then we also want to hear yours.
0: Yes. Please let us know your tier list on characters. We'll also come up with a tier list for movies. Yes. And then you guys can let us know and we can kind of have a discussion on your guys' thoughts and feelings on the movies.
1: I want to know how how much lines up.
0: Yeah, I do Are we too. Are going to get
1: an average?
0: Is Obi-Wan Who in knows? the GOAT tier for everybody?
1: Probably should be.
0: Probably should
1: be. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but anyways, we're going to end it here. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Miranda. Yes. Where can they find us?
1: You can find us on Instagram at Jedi Masterclass Pod. You can find us on Twitter at Jedi Class Pod. Or you can email us at Jedi Masterclass Pod at gmail.com. Thank you guys for listening. Happy May the 4th. Yeah. Do Star Wars things. Be kind to people.
0: Go buy a lightsaber. <laughs> Do it. I know. Look, I'm talking to you specifically. You the listener, right? Yes, you. I know you want a lightsaber. I know you've been thinking about it. Just do it. Buy it. It's cool. It's worth it. Do I have one? Yes. Do I regret it? Not at all. Get a lightsaber. They're cool. May the 4th be with you. Have a wonderful rest of your day.
1: Jedi Masterclass was created and hosted by Ben Rinlisbacher and Miranda Bailey, edited and produced by Miranda Bailey, and music by Augusto Diniz.